Hey guys, it's Dom, and welcome home. Uh, This week, Fred and I got to sit down with a good friend of ours, Jacob Lyon, as he shared his experience transitioning out of the military so far, and we're hoping this is going to be a great episode. All right, let's go. All right, so I'm sitting down with a good friend of Fred's and probably going to be a good friend of mine, Jacob Lyon. Um, who has his own podcast called No Code Switching on Anchor as well. Um, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Jacob? Sure. This is always super awkward. I'm Jacob Lyon. Uh, like she said, close friend of Fred's. Um, we we served together. Yeah. As I realized that my 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 language is now transforming into veteran language, so we served together. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, I guess I'm proud to be in the, in the same classification again with you, man. Yeah, me too, man. You me know? too. And also, I forgot to mention that Fred is also here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just I just spoiled it. I know. No, 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 no. Just the creeper in the back. <laughs> um. So let's uh, go ahead and dig right in. Uh, what made you join um the military to begin with? Well, you can also say you know what branch and how long you served as well. Okay. Okay. So I was in the Air Force for eight years. Um, originally, what made me join was, um, I think when I joined the military, I was 21. And I had already got kicked out of school because I was just, I've never been a great student. So lack of studying, I didn't really have the, the will or, or the, uh, the direction to finish school. Um, so I joined the military after, like right after I got kicked out. Because uh, I needed something in my life that I thought was going to provide me with like structure and discipline and like that that fire that you need to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, like that's that's really I thought I was going to transform. That's why I joined. <laughs> <laughs> you transformed, but probably not into the butterfly you wanted. <laughs> I went I went the complete opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think so many so many people that we. Uh, that we were in with went into the military for the same reason like school wasn't their thing which yeah. i always thought was ironic considering where they sent us right, right. you got right. school first <laughs> like i mean i like I, I like the whole thing that they do where they try to convince you you're super special like look you're in the one yeah. percent but then it's like Top sometimes you gotta think like there's there's doctors out there man like, like you know what i'm saying like uh, okay <laughs> yeah yeah man and yeah, but um, but yeah, that's I I I was looking for something to straighten me out. I guess is the oldest sounding sentence. I promise I'll say uh, for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> so, um, do you want to share a little bit about how life was like for you while you were in? Okay, uh, I will. So I think I had a weird track. I'm sure I share it with a lot of other um, service members, but so I joined to be a linguist. Um, I, I took the D-Lab the first time. I failed the first time. You needed 100. I got a 99. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to wait six months. And during that time, I had a bunch of jobs kind of coming by, but I stayed. So all in all, before I got in the service, I was in the delayed entry program for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I got my passed the second time, got my linguist position. Um, the year after I got out of basic training was probably to this day some of the best year I've ever had <laughs> and I and I failed out of linguist school if you can like, <laughs> <you're> saying, like... <laughs> uh, but 
while I was in school, everything was cool. It's very much like, which, which I would later learn is a, it's still quite a sheltered environment um, because it's, it's not like, what do they call a permanent party where everybody has lives to go to outside of what you all do together. It's, it's still sheltered, but it didn't feel like shelter. So, I, I mean, I had a couple of little incidents that were um, like racially motivated, mm. but nothing, nothing that, I don't know, nothing that put a damper on the spirit of why I was there and why I was trying to, you know, have fun and get to know people and that type of thing like that. That's heavy stuff didn't come until after I left you guys from Monterey. Huh. Once I got permanent party, like that's when I started realizing the like the facade of of the basic training transformation and the tech school transformation like kind of breaks away and you see that at the end of the day, everybody is just working a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Like the the spirit of of what you were kind of drinking on that Kool Aid that you were drinking on gets peeled away, and I always thought it was so weird because they spent so much time like beating that into you, right? And then you experience the actual job, and it's I can't figure out if they if they're trying to inspire the students to save the rest of the Air Force, you know what I'm saying, or if this is a thing that has come out of like the resentment that permanent party people have versus the spirit that's coming from the air force i don't know basically long, long story short i had a bad time right? <laughs> <laughs> the next and i was i was i was at the next duty station for seven years so one year i was in monterey california learning with you guys um the next seven years of my contract i was in wichita kansas mm. at mcconnell air force base God. wow yeah yeah it's, I'm sorry, say it again. Oh, no, I was just saying it's funny because, you know, a lot of us that, um, you know, managed to to make whatever deals with whatever devils we had to to get through that school. <laughs> man, look, <laughs> so many stories I hear and I just don't know. Man, yeah. sometimes sometimes it, it feels like a fever dream sometimes. Like, There's yeah. no way I drunk that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, is it, was that real? Um, but yeah, man, yeah. And then, like that thing you, what you just said, was real, real interesting about that. Uh, make deals or whatever devils, because it's like it never stops. And I think that was the thing that kind of that that realize realization that the, the game that you're playing, that making making those deals, it never stops. And I think what they give you in basic is not a good preparation for that that realness, man. Yeah. Like then that because that persists from basic training, you know what I mean, to tech school. Then it was in permanent party. And now even now, like when I got out, things happen. You know what I mean? Like I think my my education benefits didn't start on time. So it was like Yeah. You know, it's just that so so I guess the thing that got me out was if that's gonna be the process every step of the way, and I've already seen that the military is not is not what they telling me they are, why am I still here? Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I could be, I could be suffering, you know, <laughs> with more freedom. Right. You, know what I mean? like, <laughs> you could not be living in Kansas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it was so, and then it's like, like where you live, the people that you interact with, for me, all of that stuff, just, I didn't respond well to it at, at first because I was still, you know, I was still believing in, in that, that thing is like, we're all airmen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, anything i was going through i just kind of try to keep my head down and push through it but it was like 
and it's I'm trying not to make it like too racially motivated. I don't want because you know what I mean I, don't, I feel like sometimes, especially me, I could be kind of woe is me when it comes to like race stuff. But mm-hmm. like I I I realized that me being black was a, like a bigger deal for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so it, it wasn't like a thing where I, I think people were necessarily intentionally trying to get at me. It was just very clear that if I wanted to be down, I would have to make big changes. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing was ever stated, but you know, little things. Yeah. Um, and over years and just not being in a space where you feel like appreciate people can appreciate that point. Oh man. It just, it, 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 it added up and, and that's what, you know, got me into mental health and all that stuff, man. But yeah, that was, oof, I don't, I, I don't miss it. <laughs> I remember thinking, you know, after I went operational and, yeah. uh, like, you know, Crawford and I would still talk all the time. Yeah. And we, we would joke about it because we, we thought you you had gotten the easy way out. We're like, like man, we should have failed out of the DLI. <laughs> it seemed like it's, honestly, it's always, the grass is always greener. Yeah. We kept looking at what we were doing and the stress that, you know, he was airborne, I was ground. But uh, still just looking at every other job, like, that looks so much better than this. Yeah, yeah, man. We didn't realize that you still have to deal with so many of the same things and a whole set of things that we never have to experience. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, man. It's and I don't. I think the the fear that we have about like properly preparing people and then they'll run away is is also like having a really really negative effect on like what comes after. Because like you said, like or like we just expressed, nobody knows what to expect. No, yeah. but but you're expected to know everything about your job you know what i'm saying like you you you're held to a higher standard than the people who are like putting us in these positions and you know yeah. flipping us around and all of that stuff so we got it's like just tell people what they're getting into yeah. you feel me yeah. like even to before when i got kicked out i still didn't know where i was going and i get it the military is very much that company you know like fast 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 listen here and obey but at some point you're gonna have to like prepare people because it's actually messing them up now you know what right. I mean <laughs> yeah. and I feel like you make a good point because even um you know in job descriptions in the civilian world they'll tell you everything that this job needs like I'm applying for jobs right now right and it's like do you have this knowledge or do you have this capability and it's like if they had asked I'd been like no right, right. <laughs> i'm not I was, <clears throat> I was just a reporter <laughs> right 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 i'm like nope i do not have the capacity to work shift work <laughs> right even if you try to research like if, if you if you right. were to look up the the our job the, titles our job titles online you can find you can find information right comparing the job title for for you know a linguist what i did to the Google or Wikipedia or whatever information, even the, the military uh, sites have an explanation. Comparing my job to that that description is like right. calling, you know, the Great Pyramid just some building in Egypt. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's so different. <laughs> right, right. And it's, it's such a weird thing. It's, it's a weird dynamic because I think I was a little older uh, when I came in, but a lot of the people I work with are fresh out of high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you're expecting this this 17, this 18 year old who's coming in, uh, who has no, you know, maybe not the best adulting skills in the world to do this high proficiency job. But you're not, you know, but you're upset because right. he's lagging behind. It's yeah. like it, the military, like, you know, huh, 
you know, let's all be tough guys thing has to end at a point that allows people to like yeah. be able to learn about how they contribute to what the, you know, the bigger mission or what right. they're doing. It can't be this fast paced thing where we also skim over the details or the importance of a thing. Right. When did you initially separate Oh, I separated August 8th, 2019. I didn't mean to get so excited about that. I got, I got super excited about that. I almost gave y'all the hour and a minute and the second time, too. It was like, it was, it was 4 p.m. So my mom used to always do that. This was like, um, so we just had an episode with my mom, but way back in the day when she was still being tortured, she would tell you that. She'd be like, 20 years, two hours, two oh. minutes, 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. I that came, that, That's how you know that was pure. Like, the, I didn't even yeah. expect to react that way. You know what I mean? Like, that was, yeah. that was from the soul. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. No, you're August 8th, 2019, I, I, uh, I separated, and I started school literally – like I think like two weeks after that, nice. Which is not a good idea. Right? No. <laughs> no, don't, don't just do take a break. just work part time. Take take a take a couple months just to readjust because there's a whole lot of readjust readjusting I had to do directly after leaving the military to study amongst the children. So <laughs> <laughs> imagine how my old butt feels. I'm 35 years old, dude. Soon, and I'm still trying to sit in these classes with these these babies, man. I, mean, I, I, I still feel like a nerd, man. I'm like, what? yeah, <laughs> like I'm I could be everybody in his dad, or so you know what I mean, or something like maybe a close, <laughs> like I had a, a, a rough childhood dad, but <clears throat> but I'm looking around and it, I still feel like a high school, like man, do these kids think I'm cool? Like it's <laughs> like oh, I don't want to be too old, and like. Ugh. <laughs> I think Fred's beyond that because everybody just looks at him and goes, Dad? Dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I just I leaned into it, man. I leaned into it. See, yeah. I, I feel like I can't I can't do it. I feel like I, I come off creepy, like naturally. <laughs> oh, I just don't talk. <laughs> He's the mysterious dad. Like, ah, I'm, I'm just gonna get out of here. All right. <laughs> so but, did yeah. you always have plans to separate? Nope. I, I wanted to be Captain America, like I, I, I was, I was going to stay in for twenty years at least, um, just because you know of what I thought I was going to be coming out the other end of it. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was going to be this, this, you know, this military focused, strategic dude, even if I was pushing papers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so so I I went in with the idea to retire, and then I quickly. Changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Caught a couple blows. Had to reevaluate. <laughs> yeah. So you you hit on this um, a little bit, but was going to school like your initial plan after separation? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think for me, school was more of a um, like a, a ego thing because mm-hmm. as, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm learning that a lot of people. There's so many new creative ways to to make money and and support yourself that a lot of people aren't really like um, like bachelors aren't what they used to be. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. they're high school diplomas. Yeah. Right, especially after you 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 do a job for eight years and it has a military stamped on the side. People like 
Like, oh, you did this in the military. Like, it could be anything, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but I, I think since I'm realizing it's not what, worth what it once was, it's still, like, a point of pride, I guess. So um, so the the goal has changed behind it as far as what I'm getting it for, but I, I always plan to get out and go to, get a degree or try to do it while I was in or something like that. Okay. Um, and how has, like, school been for you? Because I know Murray and Fred are still struggling um, because of what I think I had an epiphany over um, was really just the intense environment that DLI created for them. Right. Um, so how's school going for you after, you know, being kicked out of DLI? Oh, yo, uh, I got my, I got, <laughs> so I've been in school for two semesters so far. Um, and that first semester whooped my ass. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, whew, that was a beating. Oh uh, man, I think I I think I took five classes and I failed three of them. Oh no! Uh, it was it was a hard, swift kick in the nuts. Um, and the thing for me is that I wasn't. I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to explain like why I was what made me like ill prepared. You know what I mean? Because it's not like. I couldn't study or or something like that. I mean, I had personal things going on, but it, it, it's just a shift that should be like should be given respect and and kind of relaxed into. Mm. And I I definitely just kind of jumped the gun because I was afraid that I was I wasn't going to have any like determination if I waited too long. Right, which is not the case. Yeah, but, yeah. But this semester, you know, it just started a couple weeks ago, and I'm. I got all A's so far, so nice. I think I think I beat the the slump. Yeah, yeah, man. I That's think, good. And and I mean, it might be good to know that. Um, I think that's just kind of a common feeling uh, amongst a lot of us. You know, I, yeah. I, I tried to go to school. Uh, you know, I finally moved moved away from where where we were stationed. Got out there to Colorado, and I was going to school out there. And I was at the same thing, try to take five classes because I'm like, this is going to be easy in comparison right. to, you know, the school that I'd already gone through. I was like, it's going to be easy. And there was just something about um, just it, again, like like you were saying, there were things going on in my personal life, um, uh, you know, some bad things happening. But just the anxiety of being in school at all, yeah. again, being yeah. around these young people, and you know, how do I look being, you know, a thirty-plus-year-old man trying to go yeah. back to college, and and then just something else that I just can't even put into words. And by the end of the semester, man, I just dropped out. I yeah, just man, dropped out. And, and I, I was there, and I thought about it, and I was just kicking my own ass. I was just like, "Come on, man, you thirty, you've been in the military for eight years. Like, what have you been doing? Like, why would you fail?" You know, yeah. I was just, just beating myself up. And then I just, I stopped. And I think I had beat myself up so much. I just kind of got to a point where I didn't have anything left. And when I got to that bottom, my brain was just like, like, so the fuck what? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, was, I had to, like, unpack some shit. I was just like, I'm 30. Like, why am I, who, who's going to beat my ass if I bring home three Fs? You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Like... <laughs> It was like so. It was like I, all the anxiety, like, just led me to this this bedrock, and it was just like it can't get no worse than here. So that's the only reason I got. I just went into the next semester, like, hey, fuck it, I'm a I'm a fail forward, man. Like, shit. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, that was the only thing. I understand, like, you know, the money, like, especially when the money wasn't coming in when I first got out. Oh, yeah, man. I yeah. know it's a struggle. Um, so, yeah, that that is not fun. No. That. And and I think, and I was I was about to say, I think it's just not a thing that's talked about, but I don't even know where we would talk about that. At. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a, there's a, like a, a vacuum, like, I guess, like, the old guys have, uh, you know, like the lodges and the VFWs and all that stuff like that, but it ain't really like a military hang spot for the thirties. You feel me? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, where would you even talk about that stuff with? Yeah, we'll just we'll create our own thirties and separate it. And yeah, that's <laughs> just for 30, 30 in the thirty range. It's just for the thirties. That's oddly enough how. Uh, so you know, we, we were talking a little bit earlier and mentioning. Uh, the fact that while in the military, when I first got out, and a lot of us had the same thought about, man, I don't want to hang around veterans. I don't want anything to do with any of this. Right. My first friend, my the first friend I made when I got out, I couldn't like connect That's with cool. anybody. First friend I made was an ex-Marine. Right. <laughs> and I was like, well. And those yep. gung-ho of the gung-ho. Because it's like you don't realize that, you don't realize how different civilians are. You don't remember yeah. You don't rem- no. and it sounds like when military people say it, it sounds like you're being a dick, like oh, really? Right. Civilians are dick. And it's not that, like, and then I had this epiphany, which is like, I guess, dumb for me because it's really not that intelligent of a thought. But I had this <laughs> epiphany yesterday, and I was just like, no, the military are the weird ones. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys are weird. This, this is how people do things. It's not all organized, and and everybody walks on the right side, and then they walk against traffic on the left. Like, it's not. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. so once I kind of hit that point, like now I can go out in, in public places and not, you know, blow a, a blood vessel or something. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah. but you have to remember that, that you're not, you're not from that world anymore. So like relationships are going to be different for you. Like conversations are going to be different for you. You feel yeah. me? Like, and, and like you, and then you have to add that onto like any personal things that you might've, uh, have going on in your life it's just you gotta you gotta take that thing slow i know most most people who like me who like got out and you ain't no no rockefeller you ain't no trump you know what i mean you worry about the money (laughs) so you're like yo like wait a minute i gotta do something forget all that you know take a slow noise i need the 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 money yeah um but i will always i would caution against rushing into that you just yeah because it's a whole new world it's a whole new bubble so you gotta allow yourself to just relax into this thing man it is i'm out here so I, I don't mind telling y'all um so i'm i separated from my wife earlier this this year i think mm-hmm. last year um not a horrible thing but um like trying to date as as 30 <laughs> and i'm former military and i'm yeah. attracting 20 you know 20 i'm th- 26 year olds 25 year old you know what i'm saying like the whole bro i'm out here getting my heart broke like i'm 16 <laughs> this is not fun, <laughs> you know. And it's just because, and it's because we speak two different languages. Like in the military, if somebody texts you, you can't just not text them back. Like that's not a thing. Right. You feel you'll just text K, you know, like whatever. It's but in relationships and everyday relationships, that's a cultural thing that's happened while we were inside. Like yeah. that's acceptable. And if you do not like something like that, then you are now the crazy person. You feel me? Like that's not personal or anything. But what I'm saying is, it's like (laughs) what I'm saying is, it's just that 
there's fine there's like there's nuance in 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 things that happen that are completely different from when you were in and that's a thing that like i don't think anybody expects because we're not necessarily completely shut off from civilians so we right. still we still feel like y'all you know what i'm saying y'all yeah. just in general but it's not like like that's it's different you feel me and you have to you have to learn the language again you got to yeah. give yourself a couple of weeks to just learn the language again so you don't get caught out here strangling some civilian because he says something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've been close. Dude. Yeah. It's, so, it's so wild that it's the three of us talking about this because a big, a big point of it, it's not like we went straight from high school and never experienced life right. in the world. Yeah, because you were 27. I, 20, I, turned I was 28. 23. I turned 28 in like the first semester of my class at DLI, right? right. My, and your high school reunion came. Like it was so I spent a lot of time in the civilian world before the military, but every time I came home on leave, yeah. it would feel like I had been living in this time capsule. I've yeah. been living in a bubble and the whole world has changed. And oh. then getting out, getting out, I only did six years. Right. And I get out and I still feel like I had a completely different life. I come from a different world. Yeah. 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 We, uh, when we got to Colorado, Fred found that one friend who also worked in an axe throwing place. And so it was like half college kids, half vets at the time that we worked there. Right. And we used to pick on the college kids. And they they were really good, you know, with like being good humored. They knew we were just, yeah. you know, teasing yeah. them. But I really sat down one time and I was like, to one of the kids. And I was like, you know why we pick on you, right? And he was like, no, why? And I was like, it's because you still have hope in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you got to crush it. Yeah. Right. You can't. You have to be dark and upset by yes. breathing. It is, <laughs> like it's, we are. It is so, it, like, it's such an interesting thing. I'm sure, like, greater minds and mine have pondered it. But it's like, like, thinking about how much the world has changed while you're inside. Like, for instance, that time capsule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because in, in a sense, like the military has to be that way because yeah. we are for a specific purpose. You know what right. I mean? Um, so it's like they, the stasis isn't going to go away. But like, man, like how meme culture has evolved, like that's irrelevant <laughs> now to me. Yeah. Like, you know what I, mean? I have to know what people mean when they send me a certain thing, even because it's it's the, it's a greater language now. Yeah. yeah, that's such a weird but like subtle thing that you have to pay attention to. It's so yeah, that's very, very strange. And it's not even like, you know, we weren't we didn't get on Facebook or, you know, we didn't have Instagram or like we weren't listening to the music that was coming out at the time or even, you know, the stuff that was happening in the news, but it's just you don't realize that like I mean I played rugby while I was in. Right. And there, it was like half mill, half civilian, and it's still so different when you're surrounded by other civilians. Yeah. Yeah, the, the way that, um, like the way that they talk and it's even different from the civilians that you work with on a regular basis. Like you said, like, because they've been militarized, like they know enough to stay out of our way type thing. Right. Um, but, but like the the way that you're taught to think and that you adapt and grow to think from like all your time in versus how everyday civilians think, you feel me? And it it sounds corny, but it's like even in the military, even if you don't like somebody, 
like you still have to work with them. Right? Right. You still have to support them in something. So you just kind of get used to like, eh, whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? It is what it is. Um, but the, the everyday civilians don't really get many opportunities to, to live that way. You know what I mean? Like a lot do, don't get it twisted. There are just some great people out there, but like, and then like working with them and seeing what they might think, like in, in that sense, it, it throws you off sometimes because what you're realizing is like, like we said earlier, you're just in a new, it's like you're a fish in a new bowl kind of type yeah. thing. Yeah. And oh, it's just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like having a nerdgasm over here. Like all the studies that can be done. Like a really good, you brought up a really good point there talking about even if you don't like them, you still got to work with them. You still have to support them and you have to right. be professional. Yeah. Right? right. And in the civilian world, too many times I notice people feel like they have to be your friend to work with you. Right. We don't have to be friends. You don't even have to like me. I don't hold that against you, but we still have a right. job to do. Yeah. Just just don't mess up the work. You can hate right. me all you want to, but if you mess up the work, we all get in trouble. That, that's always the... Yep. I know if like squadrons differ, but that's yeah. the underlining thing in the yep. military is that we all get in trouble if something don't happen. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was just telling my mother-in-law this morning about how uh, after basic training, I had to stay for a week because I was anemic. But when I got to tech school, they were on RMT, which is remedial military training. So my squad oh. was the only ones wearing blues all week and then being beat on the weekend. Ugh. And it's because they drank, uh, underage kids drank on the 4th of July. And I wasn't even there. <laughs> I was still getting beat in basic training. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then, so it, you bad. know. <laughs> Sometimes stuff just, yeah, it's like that whole, I hated it when I was in, but it, it, it adds to the culture that, that yep. embrace the suck type thing. You yep. know what I mean? Like, it's, you just got, sometimes you got to do it, but it, it makes it more efficient when you do it with 40 other people. Who are, right. You know what I mean? Uh, but in, in the civilian side, it's like, these people are not, or no more connected than like two different squadrons on a That's base. Like, but it's like, every two people in a class of 20 and you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, so it's so vastly different. Like sometimes I still do stuff that I did when I was in the military and it confuses people. <laughs> um, like my, my, I had a math teacher who's super old. So he's just very, very slow. Like super, super, super old. Um, and he put, he was putting down homework, passing it out, but he was doing it like one page at a time. It was just like, Oh dude, this is getting slower by the minute. <laughs> so, like I stood up and I, I took the papers from them and I started just calling the names out and taking the papers to them like real. And everybody was the kid. These cause I'm forgetting. These are like 18 year olds right. looking at me. So they're like, like almost like, who does he think he is that he can just take a paper from the teacher and then start handing them out. But in my mind, military side, we had a briefing. You just pick the papers up and you get them. You know what I mean? Like it's right. a very, so it's like little weird things that I catch myself doing. And I've been out, I mean, it hasn't been as long as, what, nine months now? Almost yeah. nine? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's, this is still coming out of me. I still wear my green socks. You know what I'm saying? It's like oh just little goodness. comfort things that I do that are super weird. <laughs> so you may have mentioned it before, but I want to ask, just in case it was different, um, what do you think is, has been the biggest struggle with transitioning out? The VA is by far the biggest hurdle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like still being in the military. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's, you spend so much, yeah, because you got to get there at eight, no, no later than eight, and you got to stay there for however long they want you. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's that. Yeah. So for me, I'm 90% disabled and I started school. So I think the first thing that I got was, that's what it was. The first thing that started was my, my school bill. Yeah. Mm. Um, So I didn't have money from when I got out of the military to when I started school. Um, but it started late. That's what it was. Mm. So I was living off savings and I was working Postmates, um, just trying to make whatever quick little cash I could. And most of it ended up going in my gas tank. But the VAs, yeah. like their, their timing with their documents and stuff like that, because I had started months before, is there's something, there are kinks in that chain. You know what I mean? Like that was by far like probably one of the most frustrating parts of my life, just waiting on money that, I thought was was going to ha- was going to come, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think I ended up going there, and I found out that one of the ladies had just been filing my paperwork incorrectly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was an older lady, and then she asked the lady next to her to come over, and the lady next to her went. She said, "Yeah, your stuff has been approved." She was like, "You haven't been getting paid yet," and I was just like, "No, I haven't." And then she kind of looked at the older lady, and I could tell she had that look in her eyes where she's like. I'm not trying to dime out my my partner, right. like, yeah, like that type of thing. Messing up, <laughs> and she she had just for months she had just filed something wrong because I had talked to that lady repeatedly, mm. and even the lady looked at me like, oh my god, like <laughs> like I'm so, Sorry. and it, it it's one of those things where it's just like it's part of the game. I I don't know how to fix it, but that was such a stressful few months, man. Mm. Just. Oh, just filing all that paperwork, just being where you had to be, just all the doctor's visits. It was what on top of without money. Oh, that was the biggest transition. Yeah. Second second biggest was just the communication thing. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, heavy. Oh no, go ahead. No, I was saying that's heavy. That's that's a lot. Yeah, the communication thing, it's like because it goes beyond just the the way you talk to people, but also, you know, you mentioned it with picking up the papers. It's how you operate. It's about, you know, my mom touched on it being on time. Right. Other people, like I worked under, um, she was a master's level. She was my director at my first job out of the military. And she would set an appointment and I'd be like, all right, so I'm there 10 minutes early. And she'd just be like running 30, 40 minutes late and wouldn't send anything until like five minutes before she pulled up. And I'm like, all right. I'm gonna pull my hair out. You know, right. <laughs> I got a, I have a teacher who does that now. One of my teachers shows up late to every class. And it wouldn't be so bad if the door was unlocked, but it's like her whole class is just waiting in the hallway <laughs> as we watch her run around the corner every Monday and Wednesday. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Like, dude, what is and she always says something to me about it. She always goes, Oh man, it's, it's freezing out, right? I'm just like, I don't have a you know, like <laughs> you don't have to Right. <laughs> just you know, just open the door, but be here on time. But it, right. it's just it's very weird. Most people who who are like, of course, the the opposite of the military. Yeah. So you got those people, but they may be good teachers, right? And then you have people who come out back who who may have well as been in the military because they're very stern and they want you to be on time. Mm-hmm. But you're watching them, and you've had better teachers in the military. You know yeah. what I mean, like. So it's just such a it, it's <laughs> such a toss up, yeah. Oh, man, um, what do you think has been the easiest or best part about transitioning out? Oh, the freedom! Oh my goodness! <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> oh, like it, the military is such a weird thing. Like you're a person before you join, 
And then it's like slowly you forget that you had things that you used to like to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I was in, I was in, I think it was my seventh year in, my seventh year. One random time, I just was like, oh my God, I used to read books. Like what? <laughs> Well, like what, what it just came back to me, like what what happened? You know what I'm saying? So the freedom just to kind of like come back into who you are and then start just creating a, the new version of yourself is amazing. Is I think it's worth it. For especially for me, like somebody who's suffering from depression, anxiety, PTSD, like that type of thing. Yeah. Uh yeah. just having that space to kind of excuse me, to to reinvent yourself or recreate yourself is amazing to me. Just to you know, let it let the let it down, let your hair down. <laughs> yeah. Huh, yeah. Us for the women, literally let your hair down. Yeah. <laughs> you give yourself headaches for like for like however Ooh. long you were in. That, that, that is, yeah. That combination of mental illness, I've just started calling the veteran uh, trifecta. Yeah. Yeah, man. Same. I have. I'm struggling with the same thing: depression, anxiety, PTSD, and pretty much every. Um, Almost every veteran we worked with on the outside has one, if not all three of those. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's 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 pretty insane. But that's, yeah. you you are already leagues ahead of where I was getting out. Uh, that's just, what I was gonna say. Just in the fact that you realize that you're you're not just finding your old self, but creating a new version of you yeah. with all the experience you had. Yeah, man. It's yeah, trust me, it's, it was a ride. I, I make bad decisions quickly. I mean yeah. I'm very, very efficient with my bad decision making. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a wild ride all the way here, man. Um but it, uh, ultimately I, I'm in a space now where it's like like I can breathe again. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very raw when you first get out because you don't have I got a homeboy that calls uh, the government because I'm Uncle Sugar. <laughs> you don't have you don't have Uncle Sugar feeding you no more, yeah. protecting you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, uh, so you out and it's that that first couple months is raw. It's like, oh man. Um, but I w- still wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't. I don't regret my decision at all. You know, yeah. I'm happy. I'm definitely fatter, but I can still run a mile and a half. So I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I'm very I'm I'm happy with it. It was it was a great decision. Well, you touched on the next one um just a little bit. But would you do it all over again given where you are right now? Uh I would I would do it all over again. I would try to get a change of station. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other than that, but I, I still I, I met some irreplaceable people before yeah. the military, you know what I mean? So I'm talking about Fred. Uh <laughs> So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I made some. I mean, I've, I've been allowed to meet some very, very interesting people that I don't think I would have met otherwise. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it away. I'd do it all over again, um, with maybe a, a nice sunny stay in Hawaii or something. I think maybe on a yeah. on a bit of a, a lighter note, uh, I do want to say that I cannot tell you how grateful I am that, that you came on here with us and uh podcast was something Dom had mentioned a lot in the past, mm-hmm. but it was actually listening to your podcast yep. that, that really inspired us to be like, you know what, we, we can do this. And Hell yeah. this is something that, that can be helpful. You yeah. know, we, we loved you so much. We, we thought we would 
uh, add to the podcast community, I guess. Well, hell yeah. I, I like the shit. I'm sorry. I told you I make bad decisions very fast. It wasn't even a, <laughs> wasn't even a long thought out process. Um, but I, I love it, man. And I, I love that. I love that it's become an outlet for me. And, I, and I'm hoping along with y'all helping people, it can also be an outlet for y'all. Yeah. Um, and now, I, but I feel like it's, I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm just infected with like the old man syndrome where I'm like, I found a great trend way too late. So, <laughs> so like, I'm still, I'm yeah. still podcasting, but I'm also like trying to experiment with like other like mediums, like, uh, like t- maybe Twitch, maybe stream something or right. Yeah. Or th- there's something else that, that was, I- I'll remember it like midnight tonight and be upset. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but my point is I'm glad that it can be an outlet. And if I've managed to find those other things, I'll definitely keep y'all send them right y'all way. All right. I, so, yes. I appreciate that so much, man. No problem. Well, I feel I feel like I've been rambling. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, no. This is perfect. I love it. Oh, awesome. I love it. Um, well, thank you for sitting down with us and having this conversation. And sure. of course, we will bring you back because they're going to be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Woo. We 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 have some in mind that we're really excited to sit down and talk with you about. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely talk more about that later. I don't want to give any spoilers away. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank y'all for having me. Oh. Absolutely. And thank you. All, All right. Guys. Later. Later. Peace. Hey guys, just checking in. Uh, hopefully this was a very insightful episode for you guys. Uh, we really enjoyed sitting down with Jacob Lyon. Uh, who also has his own podcast called No Code Switching on Anchor, which is what we mentioned, something that kind of propelled us to start our own podcast. Uh, I have put a link to his podcast in the description. So if you guys are interested, uh, you should definitely check it out. He's awesome. All right, until next time.